Welcome to Psychedelicast. Hosted by Clinton Cayley, this show is an interview-based podcast focused on offering listeners in-depth information concerning plant medicines, entheogens, and all subjects tangential to psychedelia. Join us in prying open the third eye. Psychedelic Casters, welcome to yet another episode of the show. My name is Clinton Cayley. I'm your host. Thanks for joining us, guys. Certainly appreciate it. I know um, it's been a little longer than normal between episodes. Two times in a row, I've gone instead of two weeks, a month. Um, I apologize to listeners for that. Um, we're trying to get back on a more rigid uh, bi-weekly schedule um, and, and knock out some of these interviews, but uh, I'm having trouble kind of matching up schedules with, uh, with my interviewees and my guests. Um, mainly due to the fact that I work overnight and I've been working a lot because here in Houston, Texas, in the medical world, we are getting hammered with COVID. Uh, we're back on full alert. It's as bad as it's ever been. And, uh, I'm working my ass off at, at, at the job that pays my bills, uh, unfortunately. So, uh, that's kind of been my life lately. Um, and so for those reasons, it's been a little bit more, bit more difficult to match up schedules with guests, but we have an interview for you today. With uh, I hope I'm getting his name right, Dave Balaqui of Through the Gates Soap Company. Um, we are also going to announce um, my partnership, the, the podcast partnership with Dave's company. Um, and it's a very simple deal for promotion for product. I'll explain that to you briefly in a second. But uh, super excited to uh, offer you guys this chat with Dave about his new business venture and soap company, Through the Gates Soap Co. Um, he's producing some pretty uh, awesome plant medicine-based products um, in the, I guess, body care world. Um, he's making soap, and it's badass, and I've got some of it, and I really enjoy it, but I'm going to tell you guys a little bit more about that in detail momentarily, and then, of course, we'll let Dave uh, explain um, explain it himself. So thank you guys for joining us once again. Let's do our normal housekeeping. Got a couple cool things to tell you about, and then we'll jump into the interview after we do psychedelic news. Right off the top, guys, we want to implore you to join us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast. Um, we've still got a small following there. I appreciate each and every one of you who are monetarily donating to keep the show um, to keep the show viable, although, you know, once again, the podcast is not paying the bills. Um, it is a labor of love, but I appreciate every single dollar that we get through the Patreon. Um, I haven't been working a lot there, and I think I would like to slightly step back because I think the show as it stands in and of itself um, it's enough for me to to um, it's difficult for me to manage the, a biweekly interview show just as it is. So um, promising to offer extra content, unfortunately, right now is not particularly viable for me. So I'm gonna discontinue um, uh, claiming that we're gonna offer extra content. Although I will when it's available, I plan to do that. I think the show as it stands is worth a three dollar uh, per month support. So. Um, I'm going to just ask you to join our Patreon for the show as it stands. We're giving you a free show that takes hours and hours to not only um, schedule, but to produce, record, interview. It's it's a, it's difficult to do um, just as it stands. So pro making promises to offer extra content via Patreon, I feel, is unfair and um, disingenuous to those who are supporting. Um, so I'm no longer going to claim that. But I am going to ask you to uh, join us there on patreon.com slash psychedelicast to support the show as it is. Um, for $3 a month, 
you are getting a, at least two interviews. Um, I will continue to upload the video um, versions of these interviews to Patreon for Patreon members only. Um, and I will continue to offer, I will continue to upload um, any extra content that I may produce there, um, but I'm not going to push that as a promotion for the Patreon any longer. Uh, with that being said, if you don't feel the need or you are unable to support the podcast monetarily, I totally understand strange times that we live in. You can support the podcast via um, sharing it on social media platforms, subscribing to the show on various podcatchers of your choice. You can leave us ratings and reviews there, send us some stars, tell us what you think. Um, those are some free and simple ways to support the show that helps promote our visibility, and I greatly appreciate it. Uh, beyond show promotion, we've got a couple other promotions to do today. Uh, one that I just spoke about at the beginning of the show is going to be Through the Gate Soap Company. We're going to get to that in a second. Let me tell you a little bit about this music festival going down here outside of Houston, Intense Vibrations. This is pretty cool. All right, guys, one of the partnerships I've recently made, it's going to be a time-sensitive partnership, but uh, we're promoting Intense Vibrations right now. That's I-N-T-E-N-T-S, Vibrations. Um, this is a big music festival happening October 22nd through the 24th. It's going to be out in Welch Park in Somerville, Texas, just a little bit outside of Houston. It's going to be a psychedelic music festival. It's going to be featuring a lot of uh, really cool electronic music, which I myself am not a huge fan of, but I'm really excited about this, and I, I'm going to take it as an opportunity to dig a little deeper into that world. Um, the headlining act is going to be Desert Dwellers. Those of you who follow this type of music and, and psychedelic EDM, you'll know that name. I know that name, and I'm not really um, engaged in that world, um, but I know they've been around for quite some time, and uh, they're quite well-respected well in the EDM world in general, uh, particularly in the psychedelic style of EDM music. Um, beyond the Desert Dwellers, Mr. Jennings is going to be performing, Mr. Rogers, uh, Mr. Peabody, Sun on Water, Twin Shape, Pyramidic, Happy Happy James World, Bad Boy BMC, Joe B, Super Dave, Gaddy, Subtle Chemist, Insert Credits, Chow Time, Mad Turtle, Frankie 5X, Roy Destroy, J Odeo, Dubla, Chelsmosis, Breezy, and MC Pharmaceutra. Many of those names that I just listed are local Texas acts out of Houston, Austin, Dallas, and surrounding areas. Dude, this is not only going to be a music festival, they're going to be featuring aerial art by Ascension Entertainment. There's going to be live arts brought to you by San Martian Studios, including art by Kay Huck, Holly Lines, Jody Oterix, Angela Meeks, Chance Roberts, and Arts of War. There's going to be fire performances by Fireman. There's going to be piercings by Jenny Turner. There's going to be graffiti artists, Bioism One, Poots McCoots, and Mad Turtle. Uh, the show is going down. Rain or Shine gates open at 10 a.m. on Friday. Pardon me. Uh, open at 10 a.m. October the 22nd. I'm not sure of the date. I think that's a Friday. Pretty sure that's a Friday. Just check it out on the. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag everything in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. There's gonna be graffiti, food and refreshments provided by 24 Hour Chicken and Fish, Duke's, Duke's Good Times Barbecue. Um, the tickets are really reasonably priced, dude. Sixty dollar one day pass for the presale, 100 for the whole weekend. Um, if you show up the day of, it's 80 and 120. So still really reasonably priced for like a three day ordeal. Dude, there's going to be uh, costumes. Costumes are encouraged. There's going to be theme camps. Those are also encouraged. A lot of participation is encouraged. There's boat passes available, RV passes with water hookups. You can do uh, um, primitive camping. Um, do not miss this show. You guys are really um, 
you're really going to dig this if you're in the Houston area or the surrounding areas here in Texas. That's intense vibrations op, uh, going down October 22nd through October 24th, featuring Desert Dwellers, Welch Park in Somerville. It's on a little tiny man-made island. It's going to be sick. I'm going to be there. I'm taking the RV out there. I'm really looking forward to it. And thank you to Cosmic Cowboy for uh, partnering with the show to promote this event. I hope to see some of you guys out there. Let me know if you're going. Reach out to me via social media or some other, um, just get get at me on social media and let me know if you're coming out there. I would like to meet some fans of the show if you guys are going. That would be sick. All right, and finally, before we get into psychedelic news, I want to tell you guys a little bit more details about uh, the promotion that we are going to be doing here, the partnership that we're going to be doing uh, with a new company by our by today's guest, Dave Balaqui. Uh, we're talking about Through the Gates Soap Company. Um, this is his brainchild, his love child, and uh, <clears throat> you're going to learn a lot more about that in the coming interview. Um, but we have partnered with them in a simple promotional uh, package where Dave sends me his amazing soaps and I promote him on the podcast. It's that easy. Um, this all came about as we will discuss briefly in the show. Um, I stumbled across Dave's post, I believe, in a San Pedro group that I follow, uh, San Pedro Cactus. I thought his idea and his product looked awesome. I wanted to, um, initially I just was going to purchase some, but I thought, what the heck, man, you know, maybe this is a, an opportunity to partner with a really cool company. Uh, so I reached out to Dave. He was excited to uh, to work with me as I was uh, excited to work with him. Um, so we, we struck up a, a small deal here and he sent me his first series of bars. Um, he has uh, produced four different bars. We're going to talk once again more in depth about this in the coming interview. But we've got the Awakening Bar. We've got the Aether Bar. We've got the Gaia Bar. And what is the last one? The last one is the Astral Bar. That's right. Um, and he's going to explain each of those concepts to you um, within the interview itself. Um, I can tell you this, though, man. I'm a big fan of his product. I've been using the soaps at every shower for over a week now, almost two weeks. He's sending me some more of his his kind of prototype bars in the next few days. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I can't more highly recommend it, man. These soaps are, they smell great. It's a rich, foamy lather. They've got a kind of texture to them that I liked, an exfoliating texture. Um, and they're made with actual San Pedro cactus. Um, I, I'm really enjoying using them. I think you guys should give it a. Uh, I think you guys should give them a try. I'm, they're very reasonably priced, and you know you're getting a uh, organic specialty soap made with magical San Pedro cactus. If you are into the stuff that we talk about on this show, and you want a better soap and a better quality product to put on your body and your skin, can't more highly recommend it. Um, that's all I'm going to say for now. In the show notes will be links to wherever you can, uh, to the Etsy store, to the social medias where you can find these products, to Dave himself. Um, I implore you to check those out and, and to purchase some of Dave's soaps. I think you're going to be very impressed, and I know that you won't be disappointed. Um, with that said, let's jump into psychedelic news. In psychedelic news today, um, a little lesser talked about uh, uh, psychedelic medicine. Um, I found this article on a website called sifted.eu. Um, we're going to talk about toad venom, 5-MeO-DMT today, which is a, a fascinating psychedelic medicine, a very hot topic right now, one that I've, my most recently tried new psychedelic. Um, I probably tried toad venom for the first time roughly a little, about a year ago, something like that. 
Um, but today's article is entitled Psychedelic Toad Venom Could Soon Be a Clinical Treatment for Depression. This article is coming out of sifted.eu, written by Tim Smith um, from Barcelona, and it was published on August 16th, 2021. The tagline reads, Beckley SciTech raises $80 million to fund clinical trials using 5-MeO-DMT. Clinical research using psychedelic drugs is quickly becoming mainstream. Prestigious universities like Imperial College London and John Hopkins University are studying the field, while UK-founded psychedelic treatment company Compass Pathway Pathways recently listed on the U.S. Stock Exchange. Among the current wave of interest in the psychedelic therapies, ecstasy, ketamine, and psilocybin have so far dominated research. But Oxford-based startup Beckley SciTech has today raised $80 million to accelerate clinical trials using a pharmaceutical formulation of 5-MeO-DMT, a powerful compound produced endogenously by the Sonoran Desert Toad to treat depression. The funding round, which Beckley SciTech describes as, quote, upsized and oversubscribed, was led by Integrated and joined by Prime Movers Labs, Adage Capital Management LP, Palo Santo, Delphi VC, Leafy Tunnel, Negev Capital, and existing investor Bicycle Day Ventures. So, what has got investors so excited about the mind-bending secretions of this humble toad? Beckley SciTech Chief Executive Cosmo Fielding Mellon told Sifted that the company is focusing on 5-MeO-DMT for two reasons, its potency and its short length of psychedelic experience. Clinical studies using psilocybin have already shown huge potential to address treatment-resistant depression by administering the drug during a session with a therapist. But while psilocybin experience can last between 5 and 8 hours, a 5-MeO-DMT session takes just one hour which could radically reduce the cost of treatment. A quote here, requiring a therapist to sit, for a, to sit with a patient for the entire duration of psilocybin, MDMA, or LSD experience, which is, say, 6 to 8 to 10 hours long, is going to be resource-intensive and expensive, says Fielding Mellon. To continue the quote, what we're trying to show is that we can induce similar levels of treatment response with 5-MeO-DMT that you're seeing with psilocybin, but the treatment takes an hour rather than a day. If you can do that, then there's a huge patient access advantage, end quote. Fielding melanin adds that 5-MeO-DMT is an attractive compound to study for therapeutic use as it produces less visual effects than psilocybin or LSD, which he says can distract the patient from the aims of the therapy session. Beckley SciTech's fresh injection of funding will also be used to accelerate early trials investigating whether psilocybin can be used to treat patients suffering with SUNHA, a rare and debilitating headache condition. The company has developed a pharmaceutical formulation of psilocybin, which it intends to give to patients at a low subhallucinogenic dose in a daily treatment schedule. This again would bring down the cost of using psychedelic compounds for therapeutic treatments as it wouldn't require a therapist to be present. Fielding Mellon says Beckley SciTech will also continue working to develop new psychedelic chemical compounds for novel applications. A quote here, you tweak the molecular structure to try and refine their clinical effects by dialing up certain receptor binding profiles and dialing down other receptor binding profiles. This final area of study is the furthest from actually reaching patients, but with this new injection of capital, a future of lab-made designer psychedelic therapies is looking more and more likely. And we'll end the article there. Very interesting stuff. Um, dude... Toad is super powerful. Bufo is super powerful. Um, undoubtedly, you can have equally as potent experiences on any of these other plant medicines, but you need high doses. 
Um, not many other things I've ever encountered in my life have been remotely as intense as, uh, as Bufo was for me. And it is generally for most people. Although I would say I was very scared to do it, but the experience in itself was much easier to undergo than ayahuasca. Ayahuasca was very intense and taxing, uh, all, you know, also due to its length, but I, I, I've, even after having experienced both medicines and having experienced uh, NNDMT multiple times, um, I would say of the three, 5-MeO-DMT, the actual experience for me was the easier of the three, um, the easier of the three medicines, in my opinion, to experience. Now, I had to really work myself up to get to the point to actually... Um, to take to take the bufo because I was terrified after having experienced ayahuasca I was like this level of intensity is something that's not easy to subject yourself to not that it's bad or negative or scary it's just intense and like the the human mind the psyche the ego understands that you're about to undergo something that's mind-bendingly intense um, and that's kind of hard to come to terms with when you're preparing to do it so that's all I really have to say about that. I'm very interested to see where this research goes and if I, I don't see Bufo becoming a widely prescribed medication in like the way that it's used now, which is smoking a big breakthrough dose. If they find a way to, you know, if we're talking about uh, smaller doses of lab-grade synthesized 5-MeO-DMT, now that I could see maybe. Still, the experience is very, very intense. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. Enough for me. Let's get into this interview with B Dave Balaqui of Through the Gate Soap Co. And uh, let's learn about this magical soap. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Clint. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Uh-oh, pushing too many buttons here. <laughs> um, Yeah, man, absolutely, dude. Uh, I got your soap like four days ago. I've been using it every day. I really like it. Um, So I'm excited to talk to you about that and uh, and your work with San Pedro in general um, and some different things. So... uh. Why don't you just uh, briefly introduce yourself? First of all, welcome to Psychedelicast. Uh, David, why don't you introduce yourself to listeners and we'll kind of dig a little deeper in there. Yeah, my name's, uh, my name's David Balakwi. Um, I'm 35 years old. I started working, collecting San Pedro about six years ago. It kind of helped me, um, pull me out of a hole I was in, you know? Little did I know when I first started collecting it, it was going to be um, my best companion, um, and yeah, I just started collecting like crazy. And then I started using the medicine after about two years and, um, through using the medicine is how I got the idea to make this soap. Um, I would just notice how exfoliating it would be on my hands, whether it was just a uh, open wound cutting that I was holding or preparing medicine. Um, the idea has been on my brain for a couple years now, actually. And I, just last month or so I decided, um, I wanted to go for it and try to make soap. So 
here we are, man. Um, I just started digging deeper into thinking about it. And I'm kind of doing like a, it's like um, a spirituality twist with um, healing type of theme soaps, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, any ideas for different types to come and stuff like this. So it's ever growing and I'm still ever um, learning how and learning about uh, making these new soaps, you know? Definitely, dude. Um, I've, I've always been interested in doing, I, I've always had some kind of little side gig or business I've been working on. So just the <clears throat> entrepreneurship aspect is very interesting to me. Um, but that's, that's crazy. So you started collecting San Pedro before you had ever used San Pedro? Yep, that's correct. Um, I was just in a very low, lonely uh, point in my life. And I wanted to find like a companion, you know, I wanted to find something that could grow old with me. And I've always been fond of growing stuff. So um, I happened to, I just thought about cactus and I ran into San Pedro on the internet and um, I was totally intrigued by the looks of it, the legality of growing it and, um, and just the spiritual use, how far it dates back, you know, the whole history on it. Um, it just totally captivated me. So, yeah, um, once I started growing these plants, you know, I live down here in southwest Florida, and I was all, I've always been uh, worked on the beach, partying every night after work, stuff like this, you know. Um, but once I started collecting these plants, they really started bringing me out of that whole um, being out with the crowd, partying, um, destroying myself, basically, you know. Yeah. So... And, and that's just through growing them first, too, because they, they just taught me more of a structure to be home and, and more self-care for myself by caring for them, you know? So, um, so yeah, just that alone before even experiencing the medicine was so much to me. And when I started realizing the lessons that this plant was teaching me, um, I just fell more in love with it, you know? Sure, sure. And then so I came up, it was about two years after collecting and I had um, I had a plant that that was cut, that was falling over, and it just called to me. You know, it just um, it was my time to, to try the medicine for the first time. Um, before San Pedro, I've always played around with LSD and shrooms and stuff like this. You know, mm -hmm. but it was always a recreational level, um, never never about a spiritual aspect to it. You know, mm -hmm. it was more out with friends, um, doing <clears throat> having fun with it. But once I had this first um, experience with San Pedro, it opened up a whole new gate to myself. Um, and, e and even this, this first time I had the medicine, this even pulled me more back to myself and um, helped me treasure myself more, you know? Mm -hmm. And obviously after this experience, I fell even more in love with San Pedro. Um, so yeah, I, then after that experience, I really got heavy into collecting. Um, Worked with the medicine quite a few times after that, and it kept on developing me spiritually in a higher aspect. Um, and again, through this work is how I come to realize um, how the mucilage inside San Pedro can be so exfoliating through the, for the skin. You know, I'd always go and like strain, strain the brew, and I would just feel my skin be so soft on my hands from straining it. So... Um, and it did. It always made a thought like, oh, wow, I bet this would be great for like lotion or, um, you know, something in this nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah, through that, I just um, I just really it took me a long time to take the leap. But every time I'd prepare medicine or I'd um, get an open cutting on my hand, 
I would, I would just always take note of how soft it made my skin. And just last month, I finally said, okay, I'm going to make a soap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really just did it for myself. I just wanted to see how it was, you know? But um, I, I did uh, different blends of essential oils with the soaps because I only knew how to make a bigger batch as far as um, um, directions, you know, and how much to use. So I decided to do a couple, two different batches with um, different blends of essential oils, and they came out awesome. I was like, man, this needs to be shared with people. This is just too great. Yeah. Um, and so I basically, for the most part, I sold those bars locally and just through a little circle of uh, plant friends on the Internet, and everybody loved it. So I'm like, man, maybe this is something I should pursue, yeah. you know? Um, and that's when the thought of, of the theme, the theme type of soaps, you know, mixing the spirituality um, aspect names with it. Um, and yeah, it's all just seemed to be bubbling up. Now I'm just keep on having ideas of different types of soaps, how they can be cohesive with the spiritual world. Um, yeah, it's just uh, seeming to turn out to a very beautiful thing, you know? Yeah, dude, I agree with you. There's a lot that you just said there that I want to touch on. So let me pick out a few things and, um... I want to talk about the soap specifically because, yeah, I've, like I said, I've been using it the last few days. What is it inside the soap bar that, like, gives it that, like, exfoliating, like, that rough? What is that? Uh, that rough is actually remnants of the cactus. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I do. I powder the cactus with, like, a coffee grinder. Uh-huh. And, um, and I leave the, um, I leave, so it's little pieces of the cactus skin, basically. Okay. The whole... The whole inside of the cactus um, pretty much dries out to a powder, but the skin also works as an exfoliant. So I was I was thinking about straining it out, but I feel like it, it also contributes to um, exfoliating the skin. So I decided to leave it in there. Um, but yeah, it's just it's the skin, the outer skin of the San Pedro is what you're feeling. Right on. Um, but I do uh, I do try to uh, tell everybody to use a washcloth or a loofah. You know, just because it's easier on the skin. By all means, if you want to rub it on your skin, you can. It just makes it feel a little rough, you know? I like it. I, I just rub it. I just use the soap straight up like that. I've been putting yeah, the, I've been putting it on my hair. Like, I, I use it on my whole body. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to get into making um, shampoos and stuff with it as well as I trot down this journey farther, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's only been a month, so. Damn it. Damn it. Hang on one second, dude. <laughs> My message app just opened up because someone texted me and now it's like, bing, 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 bing. Fuck. <laughs> Let me close this out real quick. Okay, I think we're good. Uh, Yeah, dude, as you were talking just then, I was like, man, you know, I could see like, I could definitely see like a, a, a more like comprehensive line of products, dude. Like, I bet you that would like, not only I think is a good idea and it, and you have good intentions behind it, but you could probably make some serious money with that, like these these like festivals and things like that, and online uh, promoting it through these like psychedelic and medicine Facebook groups, things like that. You could probably, you might, I think you really got something there, man. Um, uh, I totally agree. Yeah, the 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 farther future, um, I do look to make it. I do look to make it um, themed sets of soaps. So it'll be all from lotion, shampoo, conditioner. Um, so you could get a whole, a whole set of astral of, of shampoo, soap, conditioner, lotion. So 
you have theme sets of, of all these things to give you your whole hygienic care. Right on. You know, I even want to get into face scrubs, stuff like this. But I feel like it's just uh, right now it's important for me to keep on to have different types of soap so that I can build off multiple different types of soap up to these theme soaps, you know? Yeah. I feel, again, it's just a month now, so I feel like I have a lot of attracting to still do, you know? Um, but like you said, I, I, I as well, I really think this can be something very special for people, um, and I'm so thankful to be able to share it with people, you know? Absolutely. It's truly a blessing. Tell me a little bit more about the themes that you've uh, created. Um, I, I've gotten four different bars from you. Can you just tell me a little bit about the concepts behind each? So, yeah. Um, so I'll, per I'll first start with Awakening. Awakening is kind of self-explanatory, you know. Um, it's made as a morning bar. And I put a lot of citrus, a little peppermint in there just to kind of give that um, spark of the senses, you know, kind of give you that refreshing wake-up feel, mm -hmm. um, hence the name Awakening, you know? And then um, I did the Astral. Astral has the um, lavender, holy basil, and lemon. And I, I use those three ingredients together. The lavender and holy basil are very good at um, relaxing the body all the way from the sense to applying it on your skin. And then the lemon just gives it that little bit of twang to it, you know, to, to help spark the senses a little bit. So mm -hmm. astral, it's a, more of a nighttime soap, you know? Yeah. You um, use that after a hard day's work. You get home and take that and to help relax you. Mm -hmm. um, aether, when I think of ether, I, I think like, I think of just like um, warm glowing, you know? And it's that outer space of the, of the above the terrestrial universe. So I just think of like, um, you know, almost kind of like a in, in front of a in front of a fire in wintertime vibe, you know, like you're, you're just very warm. So I used um, I used the cinnamon, lemon, um, honey and beeswax in there along. Yeah, lemon. I said lemon. Um, and it just gives it that really warm, almost kind of like a, a fall feel to it. You know, it, it's it reminds you of sitting in front of a fire or something like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then the Gaia bar, I made the Gaia bar as a celebration of Mother Earth, this beautiful place we live. Um, and I made it with uh, three different aspects to it. So I used mineralized uh, Celtic sea salt, which, um, you know, most of the salts that you buy in normal stores don't have any kind of nutritional value to them. Um, but also the Celtic sea salt is a part of the sea, you know. Um, so it's very, it's very healthy for you, for your skin to intake. And then I also uh, mix it with rosemary, which gives kind of that airy smell, more of like, like a higher altitude type smell. Mm -hmm. um, and then along with the Lang Lang essential oil, that's more of a very grounding and balancing kind of um, more of like a keeping you, keeping you tied to the earth smell. So I just, um, I put all these three earthly aspects together to tie the Gaia bar together, um, you know, and Gaia, obviously, Mother Earth, so I wanted to use these three aspects in it, you know? Yeah, dude, that's a really good idea. I like that. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, man, and uh, let's see, which one did I open up? I'm not sure. I think I opened up first was Awakening. That's the one I've been using. Um, yeah, man, I really like it. I was like, uh, I wasn't sure what to expect, and it's like really like a super rich foamy lather like it's it produces really well you know like some soaps they just kind of 
they give you like a really thin like just like a filmy type yeah yeah this one this one's like really robust and yeah it smells great i I, and and i i actually really uh, enjoy the like um i mean i guess my skin's kind of tough i don't know but like i i like like the scrubby like feeling effect of it yeah, and you're not the first person to tell me that, you know? Yeah, I was um, happy. I was happy. Yeah, I was I like... To, I have to, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I wasn't sure, like, by looking at it, it, it looked like it was going to be just smooth all the way through. And, like, on one side, it kind of is. It, it's, like, almost like the sediment, like, sort of, like, settled to the opposite side. So, like, one yep. side, I don't... And I, I don't know if you meant to do that or if that was, like, a happy accident. But, like, one side is kind of smooth and the other side is, like, really rough. So... Yeah, it was actually kind of a happy accident, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess you can get the best of each world if you wanted to this way as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I plan to I plan to have them more consistent um, here in the future, so it'll be all stretched through the soap more. Uh-huh. Um, and regardless, like even if it's all stretched through the whole soap versus being condensed to one side, it's still going to give you that very exfoliating feel. Just uh, more all through the soap, you know. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, again, it was a happy mistake, and like for you per se, your skin, like you like it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like for me, my skin's sensitive. I can't really scrub on my skin with that so much, you know. Sure. Kind of sure. hurts my skin, so I actually use a loofah or washcloth when I use them. Mm-hmm. Um, but in totality, I feel like these aspects definitely are a big trigger for the exfoliation. Um, another big part of these soaps is the, um, coconut oil that I use in them. You know, most, most, um, kind of makers that use coconut oils, stuff like this, it's, um, it's desiccant coconut oils, which means it's already dead and dried out is what they press the oil from. I actually, um, this, this coconut oil I use is from living coconuts. So, um, this also retains a lot more mineral value for your, for your skin, and it, again, it's another um, contributor to how it makes your skin feel so good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's very important that I, that that um, aspect is used in the soap. Um, and I know the coconut oil also retains all the nutritional values of the essential oils and the San Pedro. It all infuses together very well, you know. Yeah, for sure, it does, man. It like the consistency and the. Um... Yeah, the consistency and the and the feel of it is great, man. Um, I was kind, I wasn't sure what to expect because I knew you were you were new at this, but you know, um, I I used to create CBD products back when CBD was first kind of a thing and it was really popular. Um, and I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm just gonna try it, see how it goes. And uh, I did, and I I didn't really have to play around with it too much to kind of to kind of find the sweet spot. I I feel like. Sometimes like life kind of just presents you these things that um, you're supposed to be working on and um, you're not sure. But if you like just shoot at it and give it your best shot, it turns out really well. And, and I feel like your product's already super solid. I'm sure like in the future you're going to be refining it and learning better methods and things. But for a first run or a first, you know, like a prototype run, you're doing pretty good so far, man. Awesome. I greatly appreciate that, man. And yeah, there's definitely going to be, um, there's definitely some little things I, I already know I need to work out and I know there'll be more down the road too. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's my first run. Um, I as well, I'm, I'm just super happy about the whole product itself. You know, the whole concept, 
how I even came up with all this, <laughs> you know, it's just, like you said, you know, sometimes the universe just um, presents you with these things. And if, as long as you shoot at it, um, you can really build off of it, you know, and that's basically what happened here, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah like I said, I, the first reason I made the soap was just so I could try it. I just, I thought it would be very good. And it was so good that I was like, shit, I got to share this with the world, man. This is great. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> As soon as I saw you on social media, I think we're in. I think we're in some kind of tri show serious group or some San Pedro group. I can't remember, but I saw you made a post. I was like, "This looks interesting." Like, oh, I'm, okay, that's how you caught on to me. I'm pretty sure that's how I found you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in all kinds of those uh, Trico Sears groups and stuff. So me too, man. Um, I'm a collector as well, and and, and I want to talk about that further on about like what it is about this cactus that makes collecting it so like people are fanatical like cultish about collecting this cactus i'm not so <laughs> yeah. much but i get it i mean i love it it's beautiful it's aesthetic and it also has magical properties um mm -hmm. but yeah i saw your i saw some post in a cactus group i'm pretty sure and i was like this looks interesting let me see what this is and i saw i like i could tell by your by your uh, page that you were just getting started um and i was like Man, this sounds like something I would really like to try. So my initial thought was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this guy up and buy some. And I was like, well, wouldn't it be cool to like promote on the podcast and then like just get soap for that? I was like, yeah, that okay, that would be badass. Let's see if he's into that. So um, yeah, man, that totally stoked me out. I was so um, I was so appreciative and happy that you offered that. You know, yeah. I was all about it, and I wanted to make sure. Um, we would both be happy about it on both ends, you know, because I feel like this is a great opportunity for me. Um, and I do greatly appreciate being here. Absolutely, man. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to support things like this because, like I said, I've done these kind of things several times in my life. And um, they've all kind of got, eventually gone defunct for me. But that's for lack of my own, like, engagement with them or, or uh, loss of interest over time. The only thing that remains is the podcast. Um, yeah, but it won't be long. I'll get into some other new shit. Like I'm always like doing something like that. Well, you know, it, you have to keep going until you find that one specific niche, you know, and, and that's and you'll you'll know you'll feel it springboard. The ideas will just come naturally and the want to pursue it is natural, you know. Yeah, and that's that's how I feel about these soaps. Like, yeah, and I options are, are limitless to of things to do with it, you know, uh huh. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's a whole beautiful heartwarming experience so far. I think, All the way from from making the soap to um, hearing people's feedback, it's just it's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and are you getting pretty good feedback so far? People, it's I, it seems like something most people in this space would be interested in. I mean, if someone like me is interested in, I can, I can only imagine that a lot of people would be interested in something like this. Yeah, I I out of. Um, every, all the feedback I've gotten, it's been very positive, very good. I have some people that are, that said they will never buy store soap again, you know, and they're just going to get soap from me for now on. Um, but I am still fresh at it. I'm still new. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people that I still need to touch. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of people that even in the Trika Sears groups and stuff that don't know about me still, I'm sure, you know? Yeah. So... So there's still a lot of momentum to be gained. Sure. Uh, you know, the wheels are, have just started spinning. And I'm looking at different kind of market aspects with it and stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm taking it kind of baby steps at a time, you know? I'm not trying to overwhelm myself so quick. Um, yeah, just kind of taking it as it comes, but with a nudge, you know, kind of nudging it too. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, not trying to take a dive. <laughs> See, that's been one of my downfalls in my previous, like, um, I don't know, entrepreneurial um, attempts is like, I get so obsessed about like certain things and then like I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like, like with, for instance, my CBD company, I kind of like uh, stretch myself too thin because I was like, I had so many great ideas. I would like want to produce all these products and then I had a shit ton of these products, but like only a handful of my products actually sold. So it was like, I, and I, I still believe that these were good ideas, but I mean, there was only like two or three products that were main money makers, and I had ended up creating this like entire like comprehensive line of products. Um, mm -hmm. And I just couldn't keep up with like producing this shit plus working. I think I was just out of school at the time, so I was working like a full time regular job and trying to handle this on the side. But uh, anyways, I, it was a shitload of fun. <laughs> yeah yeah and i but i do agree with you you know you got to be careful with overwhelming yourself because then you can lose your drive through it too um because like you said you know you make all these creations but you're only selling a couple types of them it can be discouraging yeah. you know so um yeah that's what that's another reason why i'm not like i mean i could i next batch i can make five different new types of soaps if i wanted to sure but i'm just take it nice and slow so that I actually hone in on each one of these soaps precisely how I, I feel they should be. And and also to give people the time to warm up to these different kinds, you know? Hell yeah. I don't want to come out tomorrow and be like, oh, I have 30 different types, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> not only is it overwhelming for me, but also for people that are interested in the product, too. So yeah. um, keep it simple. As you said, people in the uh, psychedelic communities, um, there's it's hard to think that people wouldn't be attracted to this stuff. Yeah. Um, just because the, pro the, the ingredients used and um, the meaning behind the themes, it all just fits so well, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be definitely using that to wash off before my next, uh, my next journey for sure. I, I don't know. I, I really enjoy things like that, like um, new ideas with kind of these ancient medicines. Um, so I don't know. For for me, it's just a really cool concept, and, and the product is really good too. So it's a win win. Absolutely. Well, you know, there's there's so many like big manufacturers out there. There isn't no heart putting in being put into what they're making, and they're just they're just out to take your money. You know, um, it's nice to find a, a good quality handmade product by someone who um, really puts their intention into it. Um, versus, you know, just some mass-produced something that um, winds up becoming to not even be um, that really satisfying. More, it can it can even take from you than than what than it should be giving to you. You know? Yeah. And dude. that's that's another big push for me is like I make sure that I cleanse the soaps with sage. I say blessings to them so that um, people are welcoming a positive energy into their house. You know. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like these kind of things and even under the making the soap under, under good intentions, I just feel like these type of things are very important, especially when you're when you're talking about people welcoming these things into their home. You know, um, yeah, I'm a very I'm a very energy um, thought person. So 
that's another kind of important aspect I feel with these soaps. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's been like in the last few years, this movement towards like, um, more natural based body care products, I guess. And it makes sense, man. Like so, so often if you, I mean, if you were to buy like your average pack of soap bars at the drugstore or Walmart or whatever, if you read the ingredients in it, like it's all just alien gibberish. It none of it is like anything real. It's all just a string of chemicals and mm -hmm. you can feel like, dude, just look what it does to your shower. Like it fucks up the shower. Like when it, you know, it like it makes rings and like corrodes stuff. It's yeah. like this cannot be good for putting it on my hair and my skin. Like, I can't understand I, uh, how this would be okay. <laughs> when I first, uh, when I very first started doing these soaps, I went to like um, I went to Whole Foods and I was just looking at all their soaps, looking at the ingredients in them, stuff like this. And you know, they they have like titanium oxide and just you know, like you said, these crazy gibberish. Um, um, chemicals and metals and stuff. And it's just like, you know, how can this be good for you? Mm -hmm. um, it's more of like, um, you know, it's it's more of a, a Band-Aid over the wound versus stitching the wound, you know? Um, it's it's not healing for you in any ways. It's just, um, it's just putting it over you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know? And like, yeah. you, you can smell it. It's like, it, it's like, an overwhelming like chemically smell and and not even just soaps dude like any almost all like like mass produced fragrant items it's like ugh, it just kind of makes you nauseous like it's so overpowering it's mm -hmm. yeah that's why that's um why i made these soaps pretty subtle in smell too mm -hmm. um just you know I, i'm not a fan of of over pungent um anything whether it's cologne or um, or soap or shampoo. I don't want to be smelling someone from a mile away. <laughs> uh, you know, it's nice to have the slight, the slight scent just to um, spark your senses. And hey, if, if you got someone that close to you, then they, them too. Yeah. You know, it's not meant to just um, for everybody to just, you know, smell you down the street. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that's that's funny. I want to talk a little bit more about San Pedro in and of itself. Um, because I think it's kind of one of the more elusive plant medicines, I guess, or one of the less popular, I would I want to say. But uh, I was introduced to San Pedro probably very early on in my psychedelic interest. Like, um, I remember it was probably 2008-ish, 2009. So it was kind of the days of the internet was just still a baby mm -hmm. for the most part. And there was a lot of like, uh, what was that website? Arrowid. Do you remember Arrowid? Yep. It's still around. Yeah, it's still around for sure. Um, yeah. But back then it was like this, and it still is, but I'm sure it's uh, vastly updated. I haven't visited it in a while, but I used to religiously be on that website studying like how to extract like LSA from morning glory seeds and, yep. Yep. and get mescaline from San Pedro because, uh, I don't know. I was always kind of interested in producing my own. At that time, I didn't think of it as medicine. I just thought of it as like hallucinogenic drugs, basically. Yeah. Um, so I remember I got I, I found somewhere online that shipped me like probably, I don't know, like 10 pounds of various cuttings of San Pedro. 
And at that time, I wasn't aware that you could just like plant it and it would grow again. You know, I was just kind of ignorant to the whole thing. But yeah. I, I remember I did do like a mescaline extraction, if you want to call it that. And uh, I mean, I was pro- at this point in my life, I was 17 or 18 years old and uh, I wasn't real smart. I'm still not, but I definitely wasn't back then. Um, I remember I was on my, like the porch of this, of this apartment I was renting in a college town and I had like these long yellow, like fucking breaking bad gloves on. And I was out there like playing with, I don't even remember what chemicals it was at this point, but I was like (laughs) trying to do some acid base extraction, which I had no business doing whatsoever. And, uh. (laughs) I eventually cooked down, reduced some liquid and had a like probably like three grams of brown powder, which I believe to be mescaline, right? Right. So uh, I capsuled both like a gram and a half. And I told my buddy, I was like, hey, man, I got three grams of mescaline. Um, I'm going to take it. He's like, I want to take some. And I was like, all right, we'll do this together. So if we, you know, like. If I die, we'll die together. <laughs> but no, I told him, I was like, bro, this is questionable. Like, I'm telling you right now. He's like, I don't care. I want to take it. I was like, all right, let's do it. So he took our capsules and nothing happens. So I don't know. <laughs> Fuck that up. Then I still had more of the cactus left. So um, I made, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to simplify it and make the tea. So um, mm-hmm. I cooked down some tea. And uh, for sure, I had that right. I had the, the right amount. I had reduced it properly. Um, and it looked it looked good. It tasted like shit. I was like, okay, yeah, here we go. So I had made this tea, and I put it in my refrigerator because I had to go somewhere for, like, the weekend. And my plan was my next day off, which was going to be, like, that following Monday or Tuesday, was to drink this tea. So I go out of town for, I don't know, Saturday and Sunday, come back on Monday or maybe Sunday night. And the refrigerator's been, like, cleaned out, and my tea is gone. Oh, no. So I told my roommate, I was like, bro, did you see a big jar of, like, neon green shit in here? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, dude, uh, my mom came this weekend, and she cleaned out the fridge. She was one, because I had written, like, do not eat, Uh, like, uh, you know, like, uh, (laughs) She was like, man, my mom was wondering what it was, so she just poured it out. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. So honestly, dude, I've never experienced Huachuma or uh, San Pedro. I've uh, I've taken peyote with uh, the Native American church here in Texas uh, twice, and uh, those were both really beautiful, gentle ceremonies but I, i've never experienced the full force of of the mescaline containing cactus uh at this point yeah so san pedro i feel like what makes um i've never done peyote yet uh which i know is a from uh hearing from people is a beautiful medicine um but san pedro has so many different um localities you know you got your peruvianus your brigessa your pachinoy and all this stuff um and they all kind of have their own characteristics to them, you know, which I which I don't know. I find to be very um, intriguing about uh, San Pedro. Um, and in my experience, you know, I've I've only mostly had Pachinoy and Brigesi. Um And Brigesi is like, a, you know, it's like a firecracker. It it, um, it it smacks you right into it. You know, I've actually heard people even say it's 
for Jessa is a, almost a little um, similar in, in experience to peyote. Um, and Pachinoy is more of like a slow and steady come up on it. And it, it's a fast, it's a long stretch, you know, so it's a long experience. Um, that's actually, uh, the, this aspect, and I, I'm, I'm anxious to work with more, you know, especially I want to try Peruvianis. Um, they say Peruvianis gives you more like the deep vision type of, type of experience. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely curious to work with San Pedro more and the different types because um, they do, they even even by plant, like plant by plant, they have their own potency, and it's not just the mescaline involved. It's also all the other alkaloids that bind with it. Mm -hmm. So um, again, they're just very intricate with themselves. You know, every plant can be its own, even if they're from the same seed lot. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just uh, very intriguing to me. That's one of the biggest things that captivates me with San Pedro so much is how much of a, how different they can be, even from the same seed lot plants, you know, they can still be very diverse within each other. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's almost like a big rabbit hole, you know, yeah, of yeah. exploration. So that's, that's really what really intrigues me with San Pedro. And, you know, the more I've talked, I've talked to several cactus people on this podcast, um, a couple of, uh, a couple of different people who are really into it. And, uh, you know, for me, my, my kind of earth shaking, um, like moment where I was like, okay, the, this is medicine. Like, this is something beyond the psychedelic. It took, I mean, I've been taking psychedelics for like almost 15 years, you know, just thinking of them as brain candy. And, you know, I'd had some very intense, intense, deep experiences with LSD and mushrooms, but um, even even though the the power of those um, molecules, I was still like, I mean, I dude, I was tripping hard. But it wasn't something spiritual to me. It never was. Yeah. Then and it was the same with me when I was growing up. You know, um, it it never touched me like like San Pedro has. Mm -hmm. um, my first experience with San Pedro, it 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 like. It showed me different chakra points in my body. I didn't even know what the hell was going on at first, you know. Honestly, yeah, uh, I didn't know. I, I didn't know it was gonna open me up in this way, and I just, um, yeah, it it broke the whole barrier of using psychedelics um, recreationally versus spiritually. Um, and my first San Pedro journey, it was with a Brigesi, Bouncing Bears Brigesi. Um, That's what really started me on my spiritual journey, you know is um is san pedro but before that i was eating mushrooms had plenty of deep deep experiences on mushrooms and lsd but um nothing nothing opened that gate for me like san pedro has yeah and i've heard people say that before um for me mine was ayahuasca i went to peru to drink ayahuasca and it was just so mind-bendingly intense and there's no other way to describe it other than like a religious experience it was fucking insane yeah, um, I bet. And it it changed me so dramatically and just I sat with it twice, but just one sitting I was like I I knew immediately like I was never going to be the same, you know, that that I was changed forever. Um but I've had a couple cactus people on here and they they say the same thing. They say, you know, they've told they told me that they had played with psychedelics for years, but they never kind of got the full blast until they uh, drank some uh, Huachuma or some uh, San Pedro tea 
and that was really yep. the one that like catapulted them into uh into the great beyond um and the couple times I've had peyote, I did not get a breakthrough experience. I pro- I needed to do- I needed to take more. And I remember when I was eating it uh, with the with the Native Americans, I took like, I took what the sh- the roadman recommended for first timers, and I I could feel it, and I was kind of like dipping my toe into the water, um, but like, I kind of heard it like whispering to me. It's like take next time it comes around, take more, take more. So, uh, I took, I, I didn't quite double the dose, but like I did time and a half and it was like, no, double, double it, double it. But I was like, eh, I don't know. Like I'm going to like, cause I'm already in an alien situation, you know, I'm inside a teepee where there people are chanting and singing and like, it's already weird if you're sober, right. you know, <laughs> um, but which of course, like, you know, the ayahuasca ceremony was t- 100% totally alien, like bizarre, like just to just to be there sitting in that hut with no with no medicine it would be super bizarre you know to to yeah, watch I and i bet yeah. you know the thing about all these you know peyote san pedro ayahuasca um and even ibogaine and stuff like when you do take take that breakthrough dose i feel like um you know it it really does it changes your um it, it heals you in certain on like a cellular level um, and I just use the word healing as, um, you know, like you said, changing you, it, it just, um, it kind of morphs you and, and, um, it's like it re rechanges the synapses in your brain or something. Um, but it does, uh, it does take that breakthrough amount for sure. Mm-hmm. Or else like, like you said, you're just dipping your toe in, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's all very beautiful and magical, you know? Some people, we're all, we're all developing in our own stages. So, um, we all, we all take it just how we should, you know? For sure. And, you know, I learned a lot through my years of like, um, just experimentation and things like that. Like, uh, my first psychedelic experience ever was with salvia and it by, by far to this day was the strongest, most belligerent psychedelic experience I've ever had because I took like... In, in salvia terms, what would be considered like a super unbelievably high God dose, which I didn't even know. I just, just listened yeah. to one of my friends. He was like, dude, bong the whole thing. It was 80 times extract. And he, oh, man. and he put the whole gram in the bong. He was like, just burn the whole thing down, bro. Just white wall it. And I so saw, I was like, <laughs> okay, like what, you know, I'm used to like smoking weed. I don't under, I have no clue what's about to happen to me. Right. Yeah, you just went for it. And so I'm just like, okay, and I did it, and oh my God, dude, it was horrifying. Yeah. Um, And it fucked me up for like a week, dude. Like, I could not get my sense of time and space, like how time works. Like, I couldn't get it. It took like a week for that to kind of like work itself back out. (laughs) Because it felt like I had been gone for so long, and but I had only been gone for like 20 minutes, apparently. Anyways... I learned learned a lot through experimenting, like particularly that one. I was like, okay, I need to know what drugs I'm doing from now on. Right. That was the scariest fucking thing I've ever been through. To this day, it's one of the scariest things I've ever been through. I can only imagine, man. I I smoked nothing like that, but I smoked a little little bong rip of salvia. And um, I was standing up when I hit it. 
and I felt like I was standing sideways. And um, I just, the whole body feel I did not like and stuff. So that's the only little experience, experience I had with salvia. Just never cared to try it again after that, you know, just because yeah. I, I wasn't fond of it at all. I've tried it a couple other times. Like uh, the one, the one time I actually kind of got something out of salvia, it was it was interesting. I actually, so I had this like little kit that I would kind of keep all my stuff in, and I had some DMT. So uh, I hit, I ripped this DMT, and I wouldn't call it a full breakthrough, but I got you know out there into the DMT space. Um, and as I was like kind of coming out of it, like opening my eyes and seeing the world again. Like I had this one specific pipe that had salvia in it because my one of my best friends really likes salvia for some fucking weird reason I don't know why, but like he when he hits salvia he just laughs uncontrollably like hysterical laughter for like fifteen minutes, um, every time the same effect for him hysterical laughter for oh. fifteen minutes then he comes back he's like oh my god dude that was amazing blah 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 I'm like bro that shit does not have the same effect on me. Not um, me. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I had this like feeling like hit the salvia, like hit the salvia. And I was like, what? D- salvia right after DMT? Not a good idea. And it was like, just do it. Just do it. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Grabbed it. Hit it. Then I had this like complete out of, you know, salvia has want to do. Take you out of your body. Erase the fact mm-hmm. that you just used a drug. You Now something bizarre is happening and you don't know why. So yeah. I'm in that realm all of a sudden. I'm outside standing in my backyard like stargazing. And I'm doing this for like two minutes and all of a sudden I get this profound like sensation that I'm somehow dead. Um, and, I, and I'm like, Oh shit, I am like, I don't know how, but I know, I know I've killed, like I'm dead. And, uh, so I started to freak out and I was like, Oh shit, am I going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? And it was like my bot, my soul was out of my body, but like my soul was in the backyard, but my body was still on the couch in my room and yeah. my soul kind of started to get like sucked back through the rooms of my house. Like I was like rolling along the walls and I, I got into my room and I saw my body was just like slumped over and I was freaking out. I was like, holy shit, I'm not going to make it. I, like, and like something was just telling me it's going to be okay. Just stay calm. Just go get back in your body. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust you. I got back in my body. And I was like, oh shit. Like I'm back. <laughs> And dude, after that, I just like I just like laid there on my couch and wept for like 20 minutes because I was so happy to still be alive. Like I was so grateful just to have had this like near, I guess what you would call a near death experience. I don't yeah. physically I was probably fine, but psychologically I had to accept the fact that I was dead, you know, which happens right. which happens sometimes in these uh in these experiences. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's like Bufo. I've worked with Bufo for a little while now as well. Um, and Bufo, it, that's what it, it brings you to that white light, man. And it is, it's like, um, it's like it basically unbinds your soul and ego and brings you to, to white, to the white light, you know? Yeah. And I couldn't help, I, you know, especially when I first started working with Bufo, I couldn't help but have that feeling like, Oh man, like, <laughs> Am I going to make it back, you know? Yeah. Um, very intense experience for sure. And then, yeah, add, add a hit of LSD on that before before the experience. And, yeah, very intense, bro, for sure. Holy shit. Yeah, you're, you're a wild man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I tried Bufo. Uh, it's probably coming up on a year now. It's been about a year. Yeah, I think it was actually a year. 
this month maybe. And uh, yeah. wow, dude, wow. Um, it was super intense, super profound because I was terrified. Like I did not want to do it. I was really, really scared. Um, but as soon as like I I faced my fear and took the hit, it like was just gone. It was not not a negative sensation during the entire thing. It was beautiful. It was the most one of yeah. the most beautiful experiences of my life. Um, yeah, very. It's very body feel. You know, you feel you feel almost as if you dissolve. You know. Yeah, for sure. Very, very powerful experience, no doubt. I am like so thankful. I feel so blessed to be able to um, have Bufo in my life. You know, I actually uh, have a couple toads that I didn't even seek out. They just came to me, um, and they needed my care. Actually, mm-hmm. the person who had them um, couldn't care for them anymore. So. They just kind of appeared in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just uh, have, having them close and working with that medicine is just, I, I just feel, be, I, I feel like I'm blessed for sure to be able to have these things close to me in my life. Like, especially living all the way out here in Florida, like, how did they find me, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, it's just, um, it's like, I look at it like San Pedro came to me when I was broken, and then uh, Bufo came to me when I was alone, you know? Yeah. And they came to companions, too. So just a beautiful uh, walk I've had with um, when it comes to natural kind of plant medicine and, and, and psychedelic medicine, the natural stuff. It's, um, it's almost like this stuff it just kind of attracted to me um, after I hit that breaking point in my, dis- in my life when I was being destructive towards myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I agree, man. Uh, I've kind of gravitated towards the natural, the natural stuff uh, here in the last few years. Since ayahuasca, man, it, that changed everything, you know. And and I've never had a stronger experience. Um, well, I've had stronger experiences, but I've never had a more important experience. Like my ayahuasca experience was just a, a pinnacle experience in my life. Um, and I've probably had stronger experiences. I I mean uh, that like that doesn't really make sense like saying stronger i I understand what you're saying because you can have experiences that um that are are more kind of uh uh drastic in a visionary sense and stuff but you can feel like you can feel differences in in your mind and body through through like an ayahuasca before um versus like like you said like smoking dmc and salvia Mm -hmm. you know ayahuasca changes can change you on a cellular level that's that's the big difference I feel like there is with these plant medicines versus um, the things we make, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it just really brings us back to our core more than, more than like, say, LSD or something like this, you know? Yeah. I think LSD was definitely the one that showed me the kind of potential, though, because I had taken mushrooms a couple times, and then I had had that salvia experience, which that was like, I just couldn't, that I just didn't have a framework for. I couldn't. That was like a one-off thing, like a fluke. I was like, I don't know what the fuck happened there, but I'm not doing that <laughs> shit again. Yeah. But then I had two hits of acid at a at a reggae festival here in Austin, Texas, and that was like mind bending. That shit was crazy. I mean, it was like all the all the classic psychedelic things like that people say. Like I was, I could smell colors, like I could taste sounds. All that was happening, like. 
mm-hmm. everything. The ground was just waving. Like I can feel it. Like it's not like I see it waving. It's like I can feel everything. Like there, the whole earth is just like waving, <laughs> and uh, it was like sixteen hours. And I finally kind of got the hang of it. You know, the first like four hours were just like trying to get a grasp on what was happening to me. Although, it, I, and taking it in that situation with tens of thousands of people. You know, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I just wasn't prepared for that scenario. Um, but uh, it ended up being okay, and it ended up being a it, it. It really showed me like, okay, there's something here. Like that was the first inkling I had that these were stronger than just brain candy. But I still spent ten years after that treating them as such. You know, oddly enough. Yeah, I did too, man. Um, yeah, I played with LSD a bunch and had, you know, mind-bending, warping experiences like that, too, you know? Um, But again, I've had, I mean, like you said, they can be strong, but but these uh, plant medicine experiences can change you, you know? So there is definitely a difference. Um, But don't get me wrong, you can can definitely have mind-blowing experiences with with man-made psychedelics, no doubt. Yeah. but it's just it's a it's a different ball game it seems you know yeah and you can feel it like you can feel i mean there's this very natural vibe to it especially with ayahuasca it was like my entire journey my entire visions were all rooted in mother earth and plant imagery and i mean but just what was happening in the ceremony itself like visitations of my dead relatives like um, these like otherworldly beings working on my body and my mind, like physically, yeah. like opening me up and working on me and, uh, so much like high strangeness, but it all had this air of like very natural, like, um, ancient feel to it. Um, and I'd never, I had felt that kind of like ancient nostalgia that one time on LSD. Like I felt like this sense that my brain was so old, like, uh, that my brain was this ancient machine that was like passed down from generation to generation. It was a really weird, like nostalgic feeling. But, uh, yeah, the plants really triggered the whole like spiritual aspect for me for sure. Yeah. I, find, I I just find that to be quite amazing, you know. Yeah. Um, how 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 the, it's the plants that bring us back to that ancestral, deep nature feel, you know. Like like you said, it's not like you can't get these um, these feelings and kind of experiences from LSD and stuff. I have I have before too, but it's just a, on a it's a different ball game. It's on a different level, you know, and it can bring you to things like you were just talking about, like. Um, past life reconciliation, you know, recognition of, of, you know, you being here many times, a long time, stuff like this. Um, yeah, it's just a different ball game in my eyes. Honestly, I don't, and I don't even um, touch any um, LSD or anything anymore. I, um, I strictly stick to the natural stuff these days, just because of this kind of thing. You know, I feel like um, I, I kind of sputtered out with LSD. I like, I just started not I, fe- I wasn't feeling like I was getting I was getting anything from the experiences anymore don't get me wrong I was tripping and whatever but it's like okay I've seen walls melt I've you know what I mean yeah I've already I've already had all these kind of experiences and I'd come 
I would come back, come out of it, just feeling like um, I can't, I didn't get, I'm not getting anything. I'm not learning anything, stuff like this, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, after after many tries, I didn't give up on LSD that easy, you know. I after many tries though, I just kind of I said I'm done, just because I I wasn't getting that um, getting those learning aspects of anything anymore. I feel like I just kind of ran my course, you know, tied my knot with it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, man. And then, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I still have some, some acid laying around and I'll eventually, I'll eventually chew it up one of these days. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I really enjoy working with the mushrooms, even in the micro dose range and the San Pedro. I have San Pedro powder and mushroom powder that I, that from mushrooms that I grew. And, uh, I make micro doses uh, out of them and, and I use them myself. And actually, dude, I gave, uh, some of my micro dose mixture of, of, it's like 14 different mushroom, a 14 mushroom blend, a couple other things, plus psilocybin and, uh, and, uh, about a gram of, uh, San Pedro powder. I gave some of those to my sister-in-law cause she was having really, really bad, like postpartum anxiety. And, uh, I gave her like a two week supply and I was like, take these like every other day for two weeks and see how it goes. You know, cause she went to her doctor and they gave her a prescription for Lexapro and I was like, look, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you, I've, I've used these microdoses. I've given them to other people with great success. And she, right. and she told me like probably a week ago, she was like, you know, I took those two weeks of those, those things you gave me and I haven't really had anxiety at all since. That's amazing. I yeah. was like, dude, I'm telling you like this shit really works, dude. It's crazy. Like. Yeah, and I love I love all the research they're starting to do on mushrooms and all this stuff because there are so many ways that people can benefit from these things, especially people who have depression issues, um, PTSD, all this type of stuff. You know, it's amazing what a little you know point point one five to point two five can do in someone's life. You know, mm -hmm. just taking that every other day or so. It, um, I, I totally, I am all about, uh, microdosing for mushies mm -hmm. and even people, you know, I'm even for like heavy dosaging to, um, to clear, you know, some people just take a really heavy dose to reset themselves, you know? Yeah. And, um, with some people, this stuff is totally needed, man. You know? For sure. Um, yeah. It's so beautiful to see people being able to get help from, from nature in this way. Yeah. I remember when I first started playing with microdoses, it was with an ex-girlfriend of mine and she had like just almost crippling general anxiety. Like she couldn't ride, she didn't like riding in vehicles. She didn't like driving. She didn't like being in social situations. Poor thing was just like in knots all the time. Yeah. So we started like, that's initially how I started the CBD business. And she got some relief from that. But then I started to see the, this, a lot of this microdosing stuff come up. And so I was like, you know what? And I had grown mushrooms in the past years ago. I was like, okay, well, I guess it's time to dust out the old toolbox, bring out the old dusty toolbox. So I grew some and I made her some microdoses. And she told me like a week in, she was like, you know, it hasn't been this quiet inside my head in years. And I was like, okay, dude, like this, there's something to this for sure. And, and, it, and, and I... How great does that make you feel too? To think that you can help people, help people in this way, you know? It, I mean, That's dude, it, it feels like your life's calling, you know. To to hear some feedback like that, it's like, okay, this is what I do. Like I'm an alchemist. Like I, I, 
I am here to help produce these medicines that help enrich people's lives. And it actually led her to want to try bigger and bigger doses. And she did. She started working with mushrooms. And oddly enough, I, be- I think that the mushroom, the larger mushroom doses is what led to the downfall of our relationship, um, which is in hindsight, which is okay with me now. Um, and it was okay with me then. It was painful, but I could see what she meant. But uh, I, she had she had one big mushroom trip where she probably took like an eighth, which for her was a, a lot. And uh, I knew when 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 she was when she when it was over when she came back that something had changed in her. And I was like, she's not gonna be, she's gonna leave me. And I was right. Mm. She left me probably within a month. And it you know it sucked, but uh, I was like, I know that she got what she needed. And uh, hopefully she just continues working with that so it, it, it can further enrich her life. But, uh, yeah, so that was an interesting turn of events. But Yeah, that is. That is very interesting. But, you yeah. know, sometimes it's like, um, you know, you can, you can, you can help someone but, and then they get, they get what they need and it's time to vibrate away. Yeah. And it's just a natural thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like we, we get what we need from things or people and then we move on. Yeah. You know, it's almost like me with LSD. You know, I felt like I feel like LSD was a great, um, you know, uh, playground drug for me to get really get comfortable with psychedelics before mm-hmm. I even touched any kind of plants, you know. Sure. Um, and I'm forever grateful for all of my LSD experiences because of this. Yeah. Uh, but but it, it came my time to move along, you know. Yep. And I guess uh, the mushroom told her something or showed her something. And it's all good now, man. Um, I I. I hope she's happy and healthy, and I'm sure that she is. Um, but yeah, uh, the the mushroom microdosing, dude. I've seen it in several people that I personally know have a really profound effect on their day to day life, and that's without ever having a psychedelic dose of anything. You know, yeah. My sister in law, yeah. my sister in law's taken mushrooms once and got the giggles, but she's not ever, you know, crossed that threshold. Um, right. Um, so. I like I loved I love creating microdoses and giving them to people and and hearing success stories. And I'm telling you, man, as many people as I've recommended to and given microdoses to, I've I've the story is always the same. Like it's either it's helped me a little or it's helped me a lot. It's never like I didn't feel shit, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 So beautiful, man. I'm so happy that um that these things are starting to be decriminalized in areas and they're actually doing research on. I mean, and, and this kind of stuff needs to happen with cactus, you know. Um, there, there needs to be more research and, and more academia on, these, on all these plants because, um, you know, we all, we all can, can get healing from these things and, in all different ways. Yeah. You know, we all have our own, our own calling, I guess you could say, when it comes to healing ourselves with plant medicines and stuff. Um, and it's just not fair that a lot of these things aren't even researched for barely anything because they have them outlawed and um so many people can really use the help from these plants you know yeah i couldn't agree more dude hey man I, we're gonna have to cut this off i gotta get going to the gym and get on about my day but before we go man uh why don't you tell listeners where they can find uh through the gates soap co at where they can uh find you at whatever you want to tell them of course i'm gonna link everything in the show notes and i'm gonna make like a like a promo announcement prior to the interview in the actual show. But uh, uh, just tell people yeah, where man. they can find you. Um, you guys can find me right on Facebook, uh, through the gates soap company dot, um, on Facebook or through the gates on Instagram. 
I also do have an Etsy shop, um, and it's called Through the, Day, Through the Gate Soap Co. Um, yeah, those three avenues you can find me. If you wanted to look me up personally on Facebook, Spirit Wisdom is the name. And yeah, hit me up, man. I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about not only soap, but many other things with you guys. Right on, brother. Right on. Well, dude, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. I'm glad that we uh, bumped into each other on the World Wide Web. And, uh, what a thing, huh? Hell yeah, <laughs> man. So I'm, I'm fixing to go hit my workout and then go to work. But in between that, I'm going to take a shower with some of your amazing soap. Um, awesome. Hell yeah. I've even, I got a fresh tattoo. I've even been using it to clean my tattoo. I don't know if that's recommended by doctors, but shit, it, it feels good to me. <laughs> It does have microbial aspects to it, so I'm sure it keeps it clean too. Hell yeah, yeah man! Hell yeah, dude! So man, I, I'm I'm a big fan of your product. Only after having only used it for a couple of days, um, I'm super excited to have you um, as as um, some sort of partner for the show. And uh, absolutely, man! I'm excited to work more with you, man. Hell yeah, dude! I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with this. I think it's going to be something really cool, man. So. Um, we'll do this again later on when you're, when you're running a huge multi-million dollar corporation, you can tell me about that. Okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I appreciate the, the positive outlook, man. And thank you so much for having me again, bro. I, it was a real pleasure to meet you and to be here. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah, you too. I'll talk soon. All right, bro. Bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with Dave Balaqui. I know I've like said it four or five times I Dave if I'm fucking your name up dude I'm really sorry um <laughs> I know you say it yourself in the episode but I didn't go back and like and and uh dig it out anyways bro thank you so much for coming on the show I really appreciate it thank you for the great soap um using it daily um to everyone listening to this episode I would recommend that you uh do the same you need to give uh through the gates through the gates soap co a check um on their social medias and also on their Etsy and get some of this soap man um, you're not going to be disappointed, dude. I love it. I love it. Uh, <clears throat> as long as Dave wants to work with me, I'm going to keep working with him and because I want to keep this soap in my shower straight up. Um, I even have been using it to clean my tattoo. Um, and as Dave, I, I think I mentioned that to Dave in the episode, and uh, he mentioned the antimicrobial uh, aspects of San Pedro. And, uh, dude, I don't know what it is, but this tattoo seems to be, like, healing up quick, quicker than most, and it's not as itchy and uncomfortable. I, I mean... For me to like credit that to the soap would, I'm not sure that that's it, but dude, it could be. It's the only thing I've changed in my tattoo care. Um, so uh, check out Through the Gate Soco, dude. Um, support a support an upcoming business. Support uh, support another uh, brother who's doing something different in the medicine world. Um, you know, this is a unique look at an ancient uh, tradition, and uh, I'm excited to to be a part of it. So thanks again, Dave. Beyond all that, guys. Intense Vibrations is going down October 22nd through 24th in Somerville, Texas. Don't miss that. All of this stuff is going to be linked in the show notes. If you want more information about the Patreon, if you want more information about Intense Vibrations, if you want more uh, info about uh, Through the Gate Soap Coat, all you got to do is go into the show notes. There's links. There's social media uh, tags. There's all kind of stuff in there. Anything we talk about in this episode is going to be accessible to you via the links and the show notes. Go check it out. Um, follow us on Patreon, support us there, $3 a month. You can help uh, support the show. I greatly appreciate it. Um, that's patreon.com slash psychedelicast. So check that out. See if you can find it in your heart and your pocketbook to support the show. Um, follow us on social media, at psychedelicast on Facebook, at psychedelicastpod on Instagram. 
Um, we're also on Twitter, but I never do anything there because I don't really like Twitter. Too many socials, dude. Just Instagram and Facebook. Those are those are our biggest followings. I mean, our Facebook following is closing on 10,000 people. Um, we had a great following on Instagram, but as you know, it got uh, it got arbitrarily deactivated, and we're trying to rebuild. We're pushing up on 500. We were close to 3,000 on Instagram. Um, so follow us there, man. Um, you can rate and review the show on the podcatcher of your choice. You can share the show on the internet, on your social media. Um, um, but most of all, the best way to support the show is to support uh, the people that we support. Support Dave, support Through the Gate Soap Co. Check out Intense Vibrations. Hit up the Patreon. Uh, that's all I got to say, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Let's do our quote and we'll let you go, okay? We'll leave you today with this quote by one Miss Leslie Myberg. San Pedro teaches us to live in balance and harmony. It teaches us compassion and understanding, and it shows us how to love, respect, and honor all things. It shows us, too, that we are children of light, precious and special, and to see that light within each of us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us once again for this episode of Psychedelicast. I hope that you've all enjoy it. enjoyed it. We'll see you next time, and as always, we appreciate you in spending time with us in the constant attempt to pry open the third eye. Take good care of yourselves. Bye-bye. <laughs>